In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. You're probably wondering, who is that voice? That's the voice of me, Ian Wright. I'm here with my guy, Jack Duffin. I don't know where Paul's at. He was supposed to join us. Seems like he's not. So, Jack, what's going on, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. We'll put out a call out. If anyone's in London and sees Paul Brown, locate that man. Please let us know. But yeah, so Joe, good. You know, we 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 needed a week to decompress. We needed to get through our bye week, watch some very interesting football. Uh, Anything stick out uh, through your best bye week in the personal side before you uh, move on to the NFL? Do anything fun, exciting shows? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, See, I that's a what a bye week. That's what a bye week's for. So, and you know, in the future, I'll tell everybody what I did on my bye week, not just yet. But um, oh, I, I tell you what, I did partly through the bye week. I I bet on punts. <laughs> that felt good. B e a beautiful. Nothing like a good pun. But you know, from the NFL side, real quick, what'd you think of Baltimore going for two against Pittsburgh? Hundred percent right decision. Yeah, see, I, I get it. You're on the road. I, I, I'm not going to kill him over it. I like the outcome, so I like the decision. It's one way you're looking at it. If we just go for the numbers, hey, if you kick it, you're looking on average 93%. Let, let's put that higher as Justin Tucker. So let's say even 100%. Well, yeah, he's making the extra point. That's not the issue there. Yeah, it, but we've put that at 100%. But if that's the case, what happens on the toss hey you've got a 50 chance you're then going to um lose the toss you might not touch the ball again and that's sort of the decision whereas if you look at it what is it about a 58 chance probably with lamar jackson slightly higher um because he's got the ability to run from two yards you, you should like baltimore to get that and maybe a 60 percent chance it's just simple numbers hey you, you've got a 50 the only thing i would say is the momentum in that game had turned to the steelers in the fourth quarter so Lamar Jackson is obviously in a very bad streak in terms of his play. So I would have put that game at 50-50. Like, I'm sure if you went and wanted to bet live going into overtime, it was probably going to be about minus 110. You're going to be split down the middle. So you're right. It's I don't mind it. If you get it, you win. And if anything, let's be honest, Jack, it was a good play. Yeah. 28 should, probably should out of quarterbacks. Yeah, 28 quarterbacks, including the one that's in Cleveland, probably complete that pass. But as Paul right. would say, we're not a Ravens podcast, but we're playing the Ravens, so it's time to discuss them. There you go. So there, uh, run, real quick, real quick, real quick, running through the other recap. Really, the only game we care about in the division: the Chargers absolutely boat race the Bengals, and the Bengals injuries are now falling all over the place. Burrow's pinky, Mixon got banged up, T. Higgins got banged up, Logan Wilson got banged up. I mean, this is, unfortunately, the Bengals may be hitting that injury strive, kind of like the Browns did early in the season. So it was good to see that for the Browns, everything seemed to work out pretty good with the uh, what we needed to happen. The Washington football team taking down the Raiders, the Broncos getting beat, 
it was kind of odd. I believe, I don't know if you saw this. Jake Trotter said the Browns playoff chances increased to 20% by not playing. So there's yeah, a recap I'll, around the NFL. I wasn't that impressed that my uh, Bengals plus 10 and a half didn't cover. So I bet that in game. And I was like, about the, uh, we the pulled it back. They were ahead. And I was like, hey, we've got this. And then they blew it up. And then <laughs> How you feeling about that? Bengals making the playoffs now. I, I, I still think I'm good. It's all right. All right. I've so, got I mean, three different ones. I'm, three main ones I'm chasing. Bengals to make it. Eagles to make it. The one I'm feeling less good about is the 49ers not to make it. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Jack, if the Browns beat the Ravens next week and then the Ravens, I think, play the Packers the following week. So if, say, the Ravens lose two in a row and the Browns beat the Ravens and then the Raiders, I believe – Aren't we in first place in the division? We can Depending go to worst. The Bengals do, yeah. Yeah, we can go from worst to first in two weeks. Well, the Bengals have the 49ers this week. And then next week, I think they have the Broncos. But if they go one and one and we go two and oh, we would then match them. So, yeah, they would need to go one and one. The Ravens would need to go oh and two. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we would do the Steelers then go ahead of us. Because they have the one the Steelers tie. will fall apart yeah. there. Shambles. Yeah. So either way, in two weeks we could be talking about a first place Cleveland Browns team. So the most important cog though is this game we got coming up here on Sunday, where the limping, I mean limping Baltimore Ravens come in to Cleveland Browns Stadium, First Energy Stadium, also known as the Factory of Happiness, to take on our Cleveland Browns. And Jack, Vegas uh, had something to say about this game. Jack, what's your uh, your initial thoughts on that? So. The Ravens are the favourites, which uh, shocked me. Um, it's not by Wait, much. We're who's, talking... who's the favourites? Oh, sorry. The Browns are the favourites. The Browns. The yeah, yes, yeah. the Browns is a two, two and a half point favourite, depending on what book you're at, which basically means that they're saying the Browns get the home field advantage. For three points goes so, to the well, home team. Three points matters. Anything between three and zero is basically irrelevant. Um, yeah. it, it, it's a glorified pick em, um, because the field goal, three points is... I believe the most regular score um, for a separation in an NFL game, just because a field goal wins um, so often. But uh, it's one way the fact that it's two and a half um, is there. But for me, everything going on with the Browns, the fact that there is a lot missing, um, the debut, as you called, um, if you listened two weeks ago of Hudson. It's trending that way. But I think I think what Vegas is doing is they're just begging people to take that Baltimore money line because why the hell would I take the Ravens plus two and a half? I'm taking the Ravens money line. And oh yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, on it. Yeah, it's, if you're gonna do it, you take the money line. I don't want two and a half points. Um, but yeah, I mean the Browns last year had a very successful bye week, and they came out after the bye week looking like a different team. God, I hope that happens this time. And you mentioned James Hudson. This is a guy who was taken top 100 pick, and he terrified me that he was ever going to see the field of play. And then they moved J Blake Hans from guard to right tackle. And that equally terrifies me. So if I'm going to let a guy go out there and get beat, and here's the thing with Hans, I'm not trying to kill the guy, but Blake Hans clearly is very good against the bull rush. He's good on straight on pass rush. The problem is when you go up against, you know, these guys that can get the edge on him, he just doesn't have that, that foot speed to get back to set that edge, so to say. And I don't mean set the edge and run. I'm talking about when an offensive tackle, Thomas talks about the slide kick, you know, you need to get back to a spot where you know your quarterback's going to be, you know, to the point of where Baker Mayfield saying, I'm going to take a three-step drop. 
Well, if I'm hands, I know that I can do a two-step set with my right foot. And that's the point I'm blocking. The guys are just going right around. And that's unfortunately where he's at. And I can't kill the guy. I mean, he's an undrafted guy. We brought him in off the practice squad. Like he has been very serviceable in terms of what we've needed him to do. But I mean, losing Hubbard's been huge. So we got to, we got to fill that right tackle gap. Cause like I said, right now, his pass blocking grade at 38.8 is not good. I think he's got a fantastic future for us as our third guard. Yeah. That's where he's going. I think you've now got your two guards lined up. He's going to be your swing guard. I think the Duns and the, all those guys, I think Hans has pretty much solidified himself as that backup guard. Center's a different position, but yeah. So I'll be curious. Listen, we know I'm going to hold my breath watching James Hudson, you know, who I think on the season has like, what, 100 snaps total. Um, and they have not been good. But ironically enough, he's better in pass blocking than run blocking. So they always tell me that it's easier for an offensive lineman to run block than it is to pass block, unless your name is James Hudson. So, and, um, that, that's touching on the O-line. I want to touch on the receivers now because David Njoku's obviously on the... Do you, the mean, do you mean wide receivers or do you mean just, just anybody? Tight end. This- well, let, let me go through the entire uh, receiving group we've got. Austin Hooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kareem Hunt. That, that, that's it. Um... So, Jack. Uh, Hooper overs. As soon as they're coming online, I am, I'm, I'm smacking that like a, a, a baby's bottom. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Kareem Hunter. No. Well, yeah. And I'll be curious because <laughs> obviously the reason obviously we say that. So, David Njoku is in the COVID protocol for all our UK fans that aren't catching up. Uh, Njoku is in the protocol. Harrison Bryant has a high ankle sprain. So, He's you're probably out. looking... Yeah, he's obviously officially out. But the question is, is he officially an IR? I don't think they've IR'd him yet. Ever. They haven't decided yet. Yeah, so because at this point, three games, yeah. So there's that issue. Higgins is having everybody's doghouse. Uh, Chubb, he doesn't really give you much of a receiving threat. Well, after Diamond. the last game, he doesn't run the right routes as well. <laughs> Kurt Warner called him out on that one. And listen, that's the type of stuff. I think if you're an analyst, you can easily find things within a game to make a great film. I mean, hell, it's got Dan Orlovsky a career from doing it. So, but yeah, the Browns receiving targets, the Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jarvis Landry, Anthony Schwartz is already out. Uh, Higgins, Bradley. I mean, these guys, you got a bunch of (laughs) no-name guys. Uh, It's like we're playing the Jets last year. So yeah, you're going to beat them with tight ends and running backs and maybe a receiver too. Uh, Hold on, hold on. You put an S on that. A tight end. There's not more. We have one active one right now. Because if I'm not mistaken, have they not? They haven't officially. They yeah, officially no, they've promoted him. Morris Farstall. Yeah. Hey, listen, you know, maybe Johnny Stanton gets back out there. Who knows? I don't know. Johnny Stanton's cleared COVID protocol. But is he still in the practice squad? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, he's not on the game day roster. So we'll see how it is. But listen. We've already said Baker Mayfield completes better passes to his tight end. So maybe this is the recipe to success. The recipe to success is just bet the Hooper receiving over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the first drive, he's going to go out and roll his ankle or get flamboyant. If he pulls his ankle, then just bet bet on the (laughs) Baker under because he ain't got no one to throw to. He's going to, but they are missing Humphrey. So, which as a slot corner, it was really, really important for stopping uh, the tight ends. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about the matchup because right now, I mean, you're basically from the Browns offense. The offensive line is pretty much in check with, you know, Willis through Hans, obviously as being the one wild card. You may see Hudson in there. Um, you've got the one healthy tight end, which means you might see a little bit more 11 personnel um, or 21 personnel. They've talked about it a little bit, having both Hunt and Chubb out there in the, uh, in the, on the field at the same time. Then you're talking about Peoples Jones. You're talking about Landry. You're talking about Jamarcus Bradley. And they seem to like something about Jamarcus Bradley. He's been around a little while, but you're going to have five weapons out there, whether it's 11 personnel, you're probably going to maybe see a, you're not going to see the normal dose of 13 personnel. I'm going to tell you that right now, unless they're bringing you mean the pre-op tight, end, anyway. tight end. So <laughs> I'll let that one slide, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game plan. And then also the other side of it is the Ravens defense is just in a particular state of disarray. I mean, but the bits they're missing are in the corners. They're all in secondary, which is, which is great because Browns if you don't have Jamarcus Bradley should be win. able to beat, uh, you know, Jimmy Smith's not playing well. And Anthony Everett, you know, he, these guys aren't playing all that great. I mean, if I'm, if I'm like, all right, if I'm going to have you kick you in the shin with Jamarcus Bradley, at least he's going to kick him back with, you know, Anthony Everett or Averett, whatever you call him. And I mean, Chuck Clark has been crap. I mean, he hasn't, he's had a down year all over the place and they're, uh, they're one safety, Brandon Stevens. I mean, he's been getting abused lately. So there's not like anybody in, and Patrick queen, by the way, can every time I watch a Ravens game, who are the people that are telling these people that Patrick queen is good? Who are he? Every time I watch him, they're like, look at the speed on that guy. And I'm like, you know why they think he's good? Because he went to LSU? Because he was picked in the first round. But He's just, I mean, he's lost. I think he was, what, one of the worst rated linebackers in last year. And I think this year he's towards the bottom of the pile. He can't cover anybody. He misses tackles left and right. He's constantly out of position. About the only thing he can do is blitz every once in a while. That's about the only thing he's ever effective at is when they send him as a pass rusher. He's like a glorified Jamal Adams. What was it I sent you? It was something uh, probably full of naughty words. Um, something about... Everything's PC in our chat. What are you talking about? About uh, Patrick Queen. It was something along the lines... I, just oh, every time I watch we, we, the Ravens... I know, but it was clean. We better not make Patrick Queen look good next week. Oh, yeah. You, that, I he's mean, so awful. <laughs> so awful. But every time you watch a game, they're like, this guy is an up and comer. I'm like, yeah, he's up and coming from worst to second to worst. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and also we'll talk a little bit on the linebackers and talk about Brown's defense because a better version of Patrick Queen just got activated off of IR. He's back. Um, he's back. But, you know, the guys they got to worry about Calais Campbell, Justin Houston, uh, Tyus Bowser had a pretty good game against them. Um, but the Browns just need to find a way to win the ball. I mean, here's the problem. You set, use the pass to set up the run. Unless you're Bill Belichick against Buffalo Bills into a 40-mile-an-hour head. Then you just say, you know what? I'm just going to play Madden and hit the square button every time they run the same play. I like the fact that they ran like the same six running plays the entire game, and then the Bill safeties got mad whenever the reporter asked them if they were embarrassed for losing. <laughs> you thought Tony Grossi was bad. I didn't even think that guy's question was remotely that bad. And the guy's like, I'll remember you. Okay, buddy. But, yeah, listen, big packages. Get Hooper in there. I, I would expect Janovich to be out there. We're, we're going to have to. Jack, how do we stretch this field? How the hell are we going to get a deep threat in this game? I mean, Peoples Jones, I guess, gives you a little bit. The problem He's is he doesn't medium. have speed. He's your, he's your bigger intermediate guy. Landry's obviously a glorified running back. And, and you've got the Marcus concern, Bradley? 
the concern around Schwartz is now like a month in the concussion protocol. I mean, don't get me wrong. He got hit. He got smacked. I, I, I don't know, right. but it's just the concern yeah. that... Well, yeah, that, you know, normally it's not that long. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I know that those neurologists, they have that baseline down to a T. So I completely trust all the clinic doctors. And he, if he's not out there, there's a reason he's not out there. And yeah, it may be the point where you say, you know what? Hey, you had a good week one and then we haven't seen it since. But I mean, do we think Jamarcus Bradley can go deep? He's, he's, someone's going. Yeah, and that's the problem is from a levels concept. We talked about running against eight in the box last time. So the Ravens, why would they change? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. You're telling me they're not going to put, I mean, Chuck Clark's useless in the back, in the secondary anyways. So they're going to run a cover one. They're going to run cover zero and you're going to have to figure out how to beat it. You you got five offensive linemen and you're probably going to have Hooper. That's my only worry about your Hooper over is, is he got to sit in there and block the whole time. Hmm. That's my, I mean, they're going to probably set that at three and a half, four and a half, because there's nobody else to catch the ball just based not, on numbers. Not unless the plan of why Hudson's going to play right tackle is because uh, they're going to see what the, uh, Patriots did and put uh, Hans out there as a six, six lineman. lineman. <laughs> hey, you know it, it could. It, listen, it catches a touchdown pretty. pass. That's the prediction. That is the prediction. Is Fat guy touchdown. Yeah. Um, it, it's just one of those games where the Browns have to find a way to win. So when we talk about coaching, we know that last time on the field, Stefanski got absolutely outcoached by John Harbaugh. We know this. But sorry, you can be. I like Kevin Stefanski. I think he's a great coach. He got outcoached flat out. Just like Jim Harbaugh, I'll coach Ryan Day. John Harbaugh, I'll coach Kevin Stavansky. If you don't like it, sorry. Kevin Stavansky's got to flip that script. Belichick went in on Monday night and knew what his strengths were and what his weaknesses were and figured out a game plan. I'm not suggesting the Browns go run the ball 97% of the time. I don't want to see Baker Mayfield go two for three for 19 yards. I don't want that. However, he saw something and said, my best path to success is this. Meaning if they're going to go eight in the box, if you have to line up Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and five wide using whatever kitchen sink tools you got, then do it. I, I, I don't care. I trust Kareem Hunt against Justin Houston. I trust Austin Hooper to beat Tyus Bowser. If you need to get eight guys out of the box, then do it. If you want to run 11, if you want to go four wide with one in the backfield and go basically zero one personnel, then do it. Figure out something to get me a bleeping win. I want to beat these little rat birds on Sunday. No questions asked. No excuses. I don't care about Baker Mayfield's humorous or his pinky toe or his ingrown toenail or his zit on his nose. Enough with the Baker stuff. Go win. Thank you, Kurt Warner, for pointing out that Baker's not completely at fault. I appreciate it. I thought it was a good video. It just shows how our offense is not in sync in any sense of the word, how the blocking's off, the receivers aren't helping. The running backs are sometimes running off those routes. I get it. That happens to every single team, guys. Kurt Warner could do that play about Aaron Rodgers every game. How many times do you have Aaron Rodgers staring down Marquez Valdez-Scantling like, do that again, and I'm going to put this up your ass? That happens every game. What I would look on what I think they'll go to is I think we'll see two running backs on the vast majority of plays. And I'm not just talking. Give me some wishbone, baby. I'm talking oh, Felton. Felton. I'm talking Janovich. Um, and I think Dearness we'll Johnson. see loads of motion as well. Um, I think you'll have times when they'll end up motioning them both out wide and they'll go from looking like they're going to be in a run heavy and then they're going to flood people out and have a, uh, a complete empty backfield, but they're going to get those guys out. So 
I Listen, think you're going to see loads can, of motion and loads of two. If they can get the the Ravens into nickel, bring Tavon, you know, Tavon Young onto the field, you know, make CJ Board do something or Chris Board. I'm sorry, that's CJ Board. CJ Board is an old receiver. Chris Board, make these guys cover. That Ravens defense, they're not good at it. They're going to sit in zone. They're going to try to press. You know, they're going to try to get Jason Oway or whatever his new name is, some Odafe Oway, or I call him Jason. Um, they're going to try to get those guys isolated. So you got to neutralize, get them out in nickel. I think you're right, Jack. I think that they're going to just try to get them in the nickel and dime, try to get them out of those eight boxes. Because then even if you run out of that down, you at least have smaller guys in the field. So make it happen, Kevin. Make it happen. At the end of the day, no excuses, no whining. No, my cat ate my homework. Go win the game. Go win the game. The division is there for your winning. You need to come out of the bye week and punch them right in the face. They just showed you the Steelers. The Steelers are offensively inept. The team is terrible that we lost to them twice. It shows you we're not all that great. Put a stake in them. Go out. That team has gotten so lucky. And I mean that in the Ravens and pass interference against the Bears and 69 yard field goals. It should have never happened and all this crap. This team should be like four and seven. And they're not. And you need to go out there and you need to bury them. Get on them early. Put them in passing downs. Get up on them 14-0. Get up on them 17-0. Lamar Jackson, I believe Jack, is in the worst four-game stretch of his career. I mean, we looked it up before. He's, what, eight interceptions and 10 turnover-worthy plays in his last four games? Uh, I mean, he's been awful. Yeah, 10, yeah. Um, it's one way you sat there going outside of the Bengals if Gardner Minshew was the QP of any of the other three teams, they'd be better this season than they are now. 100%. 100%. And that is and be a lot insane. More interesting. And literally yeah. no one wanted to give up anything for him. Man's a legend. I saw people talking about that online. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it is kind of wild. I mean, you're just looking at, I mean, Lamar Jackson's passing grades in the last four games, 35.5, 35.3, 51.2, 51 and 61.0. And that's against Minnesota, Miami, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. He should just run straight between the defensive tackles. So he had a good run game against Pittsburgh. Other than that, people have figured it out. And that's, I'm, hey, let's talk a little bit about the Browns defense because one of their keys that winning is going to be neutralizing Lamar Jackson. Literally their only offensive target because our secondary has actually played pretty well. I can't complain, but um, linebackers. Okay, okay. The, the linebacker has linebackers. been phenomenal. Um, it, they have done, the last two seasons, they have done everything they were asked to do. Um, there's not a ton invested in them and they have been great. Listen, Jason Tarver, who I believe that's our linebackers coach. Uh, great job. Honestly, great job. Uh, Joe Woods. I know you get crushed a lot. Great job because you're right. This linebacker by committee process has been fantastic between Malcolm Smith, between Jeremiah Wusukumoromoa, between Taki Taki, Mac Wilson and very limited snaps. You know, I think that they are at least in a position where you're getting above average production out of your linebackers. And you can't ask for anything more than that. Now, in saying that, we're adding another one, possibly. He's been rumored that he'll be back. And that is Mr. Jacob Phillips. Now, Jacob Phillips, last year, towards the end of the season, showed us one thing. He can run, and he can run fast. Well, we have another linebacker. JOK, they can run and run fast. Now, he's not always in the right position, but when he sees something, see ball, get ball. Jack, you think we'll see maybe a little Jacob Phillips and JOK to add speed? I think the Jays will be out in force. Um, and I, I think it's one where next season you could 
potentially see that as a regular, regular thing. And we move more from the committee to a lot of those two. Um, now, and- if you go against the Niners, I get it. You're going to have to bring Taki, some of the big guys in there, just because they're going to run right at your guys. And that makes sense. But to the point of getting a veteran like Malcolm Smith, you know, getting a guy like Sione Taki Taki to just produce the way they've produced has been, has given you the ability to develop these linebackers. Now, the defensive tackles, not so much. And it's one where a lot, lots of people say, hey, does, does it take three years for a coach to get the team he wants? Because he's been really keen, obviously, to have a lot of speed at linebacker. And now we're getting to the stage where that's there. Linebackers performed well last year. They're even better this year. And who knows, if you had JOK and Phillips ready to go all season, obviously, uh, with the exception of different stuff and packages, you've got something there. Coverage rates, cornerbacks, great this year been really good hey there's there's going to be games where it doesn't quite work out they've invested in safety hasn't quite got to where they want yet edge play amazing defensive tackles they will invest there we next year we could be talking about a really good defense and it's been great the defense the last sort of three four weeks and yeah we might be there with the defense ticking and if you looked at the end of last season everyone was like hey the offense has ticked if we take the defense from the second half of this season and get the offense from the second half of last season, you would be sat there at this point of the season going, are the Browns Super Bowl favorites? And that yeah. would not be a nuts discussion. But defense does not matter that much. If the offense isn't firing, it does not matter what your defense is doing. Yeah. Yep. And I think that one thing that you have the ability to do with the Ravens is you are a more talented defense than they are offense. And you're going to have to go out. I'm not saying you're going to have to intercept Lamar Jackson four more times, right? And that's obviously the exception to the rule, but he's going to throw you the ball. You know, and listen, even if you get one or two turnovers, if you can change one of those possessions, Jack and I talk about this often, where the Browns, when you're a run-dominant team and you're shortening the game, meaning what you're doing is you're taking a game that normally may have 16 possessions, right? Eight per side, you know, four per quarter and you're not making that 13 or making that 12 because like what did Belichick go on the one? It was like a 10 minute drive. I mean, this is what teams do. You know, the Broncos on uh Sunday night, I think went on that what 11 minute drive and ended up with no points. That is absolutely soul crushing because you've shortened the game. Yes. You've kept Patrick Mahomes off the field, but you just spent all of that time. So all of a sudden one or two scores is an insurmountable task. That's why I'm saying with the Ravens, let's get out. Let's, let's get them in that first quarter. Let's just dominate time. I'm not, I'm not even opposed. If we win the toss, take the ball. I'm not even opposed to it. Take the ball, jam it down their throat because the more we make Lamar Jackson pass and the more you can sit JOK out there and make him a spy and say, listen, I'm going to drop in a nickel. I'm going to drop in a dime and I'm just going to have JOK spy. Who cares if he breaks off a seven yard run? They're going to need seven, eight minutes per drive to score. Just don't let Hollywood drown over the top. I don't even know if Sammy Watkins is going to play because he's injured every 16 minutes, but still get up early. Double Mark Andrews. Or just bracket him and keep him inside the sticks. Don't let him get 10, 12, 15 yards down the field. Just keep him for those short underneath routes, come up and tackle him. Because again, what you can't have is 17 yard gains, 21 yard plays. Like, you know, that's what you're trying to avoid on defense is giving them the quick scores. That's what made Kansas city. So brutal is, you would take seven minutes to score. They'd take three. And then it's like, well, shit, 
you know, how, how are we going to match that? And the minute you screw up, because all of a sudden, if I'm running a 12 play drive and you're running a three play drive, I have a lot more room for mistakes in a 12 play drive than I do a three, whether it's a penalty, whether it's a turnover worthy play, these are all the factors that come into it. So the Browns defense in coverage should be able to match all these bump skis that the Ravens had. And it's time to go out there continuing on. I know this is a popular word, you know, continue Lamar Jackson's diarrhea ass way of playing and just get the win. I have a funny feeling the Bengals are going to be taken down by the, uh, the Niners. I just don't think that's a good matchup for them. Um, so we'll see, but anyways, let's just control. We can control. Let's not do anything stupid on specials. Let's not do anything stupid on specials. Let's not do anything stupid on specials. No block kicks. Come on, chase. Listen, you're in Cleveland, buddy. It's hard. It's going to be a little more difficult to kick now. Okay. The ball is going to get a little bit harder on the foot. It's going to move a little bit more if you don't kick it tight. I know people fall asleep when I talk about kicking, but let's make our points. That's all I'm saying. But now it's one where everything's set up for us to turn around the season and go on a great run. At the end of the day, if we Baker starts, comes out this buy and plays well, um, wins a playoff game, then suddenly everyone's ready to crown him and it'll get, it will get extended. Um but he's got to go out and prove it now. So it's a massive time for lots of people. The performance of Hudson for the rest of the season has massive consequences for what we do at Conklin and everything else. Bakers, we're talking 200 million could be on the table for him playing well versus a 10 to 15 million deal next. It's, a Teddy Bridgewater deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I know if you follow me on Twitter, you saw I had a couple back and forth with some people this week about like the team needs and stuff like that. Browns fans, let's remember, let's not talk about team needs in week 14 versus what our team needs in the draft is. I think that's kind of a fruitless endeavor because right now, the most important thing on our schedule, Jack, Ravens, favored. Let's go win that. The Raiders aren't really, uh, I'm sorry, I know their record is right around there. That's not a very good football team. I mean, they're really not. So you have the Ravens, you have the Raiders, the Packers in Green Bay. That's that's going to be a tough one. Ah, listen, it's going to be cold. It's Christmas. Who knows? I'm not saying you can't win it, but I'm saying that's the most difficult game on your schedule. And you finish with Pittsburgh and Cincy. Four out of these last five games are winnable. I know the strength of schedules and all these metrics. The Browns need to go out and win four out of the last five. They need to go out and the three they need to win are the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Steelers. They need to win them all. You need to finish four and two in this division because the other teams are coming apart at the seams and you need to go. If you go into the postseason winning four out of your last five and listen, you may beat the Packers and lose the Raiders. I don't know, whatever. Go into the playoffs winning four out of the last five. You're coming out of the by a week, firing all cylinders. Baker's feeling hot. You're getting some guys back from injuries. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, anything can happen. You just got to get to the dance. Yep. You get I to just the playoffs I hope and you might first. go Eagles. Yeah possible remember a couple of years ago the ravens with flacco where he just goes insane he goes 18 touchdowns no interceptions so yeah i, I just think there's so much talent on this team that i'm not ready to count them out there the, i think the biggest frustration the fans are having this year is just that we have so much talent and our expectations are so high and it's just been such a, a wish-wash mediocre year like it's just you know six and six and six five and five and four and four like everything's we got off to that hot start we were three and one and then it's just kind of just been like every other week with the back-to-back losses and you just want to see the team come out and just be impressive like just show me something like grab reach down grab what you got and just go at them speed bag these bastards that's what i'm saying like just go out there and just give it to them 
just beat their ass because then you're going to send a message. I'm telling you right now, the Bengals are going to watch this tape. The Steelers are going to watch this tape. The Packers, the Raiders are all going to watch this tape. They're going to want to see what the Browns did that first week out of the bye week. If you speed bag the Ravens and you just take them to the woodshed, like they've done to you so many times, the season changes. The outlook of the season changes. The Twitter's not so negative. You don't have to worry about the media asking questions to Baker and all this other stuff. Like, just get the juices going, baby. Just get them. Uh, Jack, the shoulders are going. See, the juices are going, baby. Even more extreme to the point you're saying, you lose this game that the interviews are blowing it up and you potentially win like the Raiders or the Steelers the rest of the season. You come out and win this game. The interviews are suddenly like the Browns are back playoffs is on not playoffs might happen playoffs is on and you win them the one after that and suddenly it's like hey browns are they going to win the division are they going to win this are they going to win that it's everything is going to fly based on this game um it's one way you sit there and you're on the edge of a cliff you can fly or you can die so yeah and listen andy Reid, widely known across the league is one of the best coaches in the nfl when coming out of a bye week yep Stefanski, time to make that self. Make other teams know that when we get our buy, we're figuring shit out and we're coming for you. So there'll be some interesting, like I said, matchups throughout the week. I'm really, really hoping that David Njoku gets back. Obviously, we have not had much luck when it comes to the COVID protocol and getting guys back, but I hope he can get himself out there. And I just hope our young guys continue to develop and grow. And at the same time, we win some games because that's what we need if we want to come for that division. Yeah fully with you buddy and as always so by week by week obviously we're gonna do maybe a show tomorrow show on friday give you guys a little bit more contact going up into this ravens game but uh we appreciate everything and uh like i said maybe stay tuned for some news stuff